uncensored, unfiltered, unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. Hello, everyone. It is the Corelcast. I am Corel. So very glad you are joining me. Happy Monday to you all. No big production at this moment. No big backdrops and camera angles and all of that. Uh, mainly because I wanted to talk honestly, openly, and relatably on this Monday. Because a lot of you, where you go through your life, is at your kitchen table or your dining room table. Or perhaps now at your desk in front of your device. It's where you pay your bills. Uh, it's where you balance your checkbook. It's where you answer your emails and many of you where you read your news. You know, a lot of you hear a talk show host and they're in the studio and the studio can be a very isolating place, a, a place that's sort of removed from reality. Uh, you control everything in a studio, that's why I love them. But the world at this moment seems awfully out of control, doesn't it? Now, tomorrow is Halloween and a week from tomorrow, I will be 61 years old. And so I have a lot on my mind today. And I wanna start with Israel and Gaza. I have upset some of you who previously liked what I had to say uh, because I have refocused and said, look, Israel is not perfect. And Israel has made a ton of mistakes when it comes to trying to normalize relations with the Palestinian people. Uh, they have committed atrocities, for lack of a better word. They have. There's no two ways about that, okay? However, they did not send paratroopers into a music festival to kill innocent young adults. They did not kill 1,400 people in horrific ways in one fell swoop. They did not take 200 plus people hostage, okay, and refuse to release them. They did not do this, okay? And historically, historically, a much of the violence that has been perpetrated towards Israel has come from Hamas, okay? Which everyone in the world recognizes as a terror organization. And I find it alarming that there are liberals or progressives or middle-of-the-road people and MAGA people who are, in fact, defending Hamas or who are sympathizing with Hamas. Now, on 9-11, when we got attacked, I did not sympathize with Al-Qaeda or ISIS by saying maybe we should examine the policies that have made the rest of the world so mad at us that they would in fact want to take down our towers or kill us, okay? That in no way said that I thought what Al-Qaeda did was right, that I condoned what Al-Qaeda did, or that I wanted in any way, shape, or form to offer comfort or aid to Al-Qaeda, okay? So I support Israel's right to exist. Countries are made out of treaties and all kinds of things all the time. So the notion that, oh, Israel was started in a, you know, an undeclared act of war and they kicked the Palestinians out. How dare any American, any American, 
condemn Israel for occupation of Gaza when we are sitting in the largest example of occupied territory that there is. And if you don't believe it, ask the indigenous people, the Native Americans. Okay, we did to them exactly what Israel did to the Palestinians. We took over their land and then we put them in the shithole sections of it and gave them no rights, okay? And keep them impoverished, keep them addicted, keep them in horrible living situations. We continue to do that to this very day to the indigenous people of North America. So the notion that any American would criticize Israel for doing the exact same to the Palestinians is not only the height of hypocrisy, but unless you are out there rallying every day for the rights of indigenous people, unless you are out there every day saying we need to give back mass amounts of land, as in entire states, to indigenous people, unless you're saying that, then you need to keep your fucking mouth shut when it comes to Israel and their occupation of the West Bank and Gaza. Okay, because you ain't got a leg to stand on. Now, I believe that we should, in fact, give portions of America back to the Native Americans, like Montana, give it to them, the Dakotas, give it to them. We need to give not just the crappy areas, but areas where they can make money, where there's already existing cities. We need to give some of America back to the indigenous people, but we won't. We won't even honor the treaties. You know, we talk about, well, Israel has violated every treaty. Americans have violated every treaty with the Native Americans. So stop acting like your hands are so clean sitting there as you type. They ain't. Okay? They're not. Now, that does not justify two wrongs do not make a right. That does not justify the mistakes that Israel has made. But it shows that many other countries do the same things and make the same mistakes. And yes, the Indians fought back and massacred us. And what did we do? The same thing Israel's doing, we wiped them out. Just like Israel's trying to wipe out Hamas and a lot of Palestinians. We did the same thing to the Native Americans. If they attacked us, if they killed the good white women and the good white children, we went on a, a, a spree and massacred exponentially more than what they had killed. It's the exact same thing. So again, unless you really believe that we need to give this country back to indigenous people, with an angel over my shoulder named Ember, then you need to temper your remarks about Israel because you're not putting them in historical context. Okay? Second of all, do I believe too many Palestinians have died? I do. I do. But I, I don't believe in war unless literally the nukes are flying sort of thing. I do not believe, I think war is the worst human condition there is. It's an inhuman condition. I think war takes us to something that is not human. Okay? It, and unfortunately, it's uniquely human. We're the only species that wages war on each other for no reason. And believe me, retaliation for, for people being killed is no reason, okay? It really isn't. You know, yeah, you can go after Hamas, you can hold the people accountable, that sort of thing. But killing innocent people, there's never a reason for that. There just, there just isn't. Well, what about the fact that Hamas is using innocent people as shields? 
if an innocent person is being held in front of a, a cop, uh, in front of a villain, uh, a cop will not shoot the innocent peep, the person, to get to the villain. They will let a villain go if they're using innocence as shields and try to capture them some other way before they kill innocent people. So should we, should Israel let Hamas go and then try to get them another way? I'm not going to pretend to be Joseph Biden or Bibi Netanyahu or any of them. I don't know. I don't know. I, how do you solve a problem like Maria? I, I don't know. Jimmy Carter has tried. Every president in my lifetime has tried. But I will tell you this, and I mean it with every ounce of fiber in me. We need to be careful about our criticism of Israel, okay? We need to be very careful as we point out their list of atrocities against the Palestinians because we have an equally long list of atrocities against Native Americans, against Blacks, against Hispanics, against gays, against women. And instead of progressing forward, we're going backwards in this country. What is going on in the Middle East is a horror. And the violence on both sides should stop. However, when you say free Palestine, what you're actually saying is get rid of Israel. And I am not for that. I want a sovereign state of Israel, a sovereign state of Palestine, if you want to call it that, perhaps the West Bank and Gaza, living side by side in peace with mutual agreements, mutual treaties, free immigration back and forth, you know, peace. That's what I want. But I will not blame Israel because they were attacked and are retaliating. We can discuss the length of their retaliation, the, the amount of dead from their retaliation and all that. But don't pretend that you're supporting anything other than hatred if you say Israel deserved what they got. Because a lot of people in this country deserve to be taken out. A lot of our government and what it has done to people, people could make a case that our government deserves to be taken out. You cannot go just attack someone because they deserve it. Okay? Ask someone, a wife. A wife can't kill an abusing spouse if he's not abusing her at that moment. Okay? We will put her in jail. Even though he might have beat her every day for 10 years, if he's asleep and she kills him, she's wrong. Thank, thank you. We'll be back at the kitchen table right after this. It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corel Cast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Corel Cast, driving you home or driving you crazy. Kitchen Table Talk with Carell on this Monday. A lot of people do things at their tables. That What's her name? Jada Pinkett Smith. She does that red table talk. And I thought today we'd not be in the studio and just be right where you consume your news, where you pay your bills, 
and all of that. The kitchen table. And, you know, my birthday is a week from tomorrow. And a lot of people have asked me what I want. And I suddenly realize I'm old. And you know why? My first response is all I want in my heart is for Ember and I to be healthy. Ember is seeing a specialist on November 14th because her voice has not returned to normal. She's still hoarse. And sometimes she's more hoarse and sometimes she's almost perfect. But it changes. I am scared to death that there's tumors or lesions or something that will be life-ending or, you know, something that will require surgeries or something, something dangerous going on in her, <clears throat> excuse me, going on in her throat. Everything else is fine. She's totally fine. Energy fine, appetite fine, drinking, eating, pooping, peeing, running, all of it good. But her nose leaks clear fluid, like allergies, and her voice has not come back to normal after six weeks. Again, could be allergies. It all could just be allergies, allergic rhinositis, rhinositis um, laryngitis caused by allergies. It could be a lot of things. Paralyzed vocal cord, uh, larynx issues. It could be so many things. To find out, it's going to be an MRI or an endoscope or something, and I'm scared of that. I'm scared of the sedation. I'm scared of all of it. Going into her and my birthday, her birthday is November 15th, the day after her specialist appointment. And all I want in my heart of hearts is for her to be healthy. That's all, that's all I want. Uh, that will bring me the most joy. And I think we all, as we spend more on healthcare in this country than any other nation, we all want that. You know, it's funny. I work very hard at being healthy. And yet I'm scared. You know, I took 73, they did 73 blood tests on me. They took five tubes of blood and tested 73 things okay, for my annual physical. Out of those 73, four came back slightly abnormal. One, my random creatine in my urine came back low, actually. You don't want it to be high, but it came back low. Now, they're going to account that to me being a vegan. I don't eat creatine. Uh, and so they'll say, you, the, the stuff that you produce, you're using up, and that's why there's none in your urine. And it's been that way before. The other thing is my polycythemia. I am slightly polycythemic about 50% of the blood test. And that means too many red blood cells, hemoglobin, hemocrit. It can be a cancer. They've tested and it doesn't, I don't have the mutation for the cancer. Uh, and again, these three numbers have been abnormal four times over the last two years and then been normal five times over the last two years. So, in fact, they made an oncology appointment for me because that's who would manage it. And in order to go to the oncologist, I had to have another blood test. It came back normal, so the oncologist wouldn't see me. So it's probably not the cancer. Uh, but it is something causing it. Sleep apnea can cause it. Stress can cause it. So many underlying conditions can cause it. Or it might just be where my body rides. You know, who knows? But going through all of that has broken my brain. All these blood tests, 73, and everything out of 73, only four came back slightly abnormal. Everything else is perfect. White blood cells, red blood cells, hemoglobin, hemocrit, bilirubin, all of it. A kidney function, EGFR, 101. That means my kidneys are functioning great. No creatinine in my blood, you know, at the normal level. And, and ALP and ALT, which is your liver, all fine. So, you know, high end fine, meaning getting near the top, but still within the range. So... I have three scans that I have every 18 months scheduled, my brain, my neck, and my back for my disability. 
they scan my brain for blood clots every 18 months because of my arrhythmias and, and the polycythemia, your blood is thicker. So they want to make sure I haven't had any blood clots. Well, of course, I'm nervous about a brain scan. I, it's my worst fear that one day they're going to find a tumor. So I am, yeah, as it, it, everybody's afraid of that, uh, if you read the web. And so health has been on my mind. And, you know, the other day I got really angry and I said to you guys, because of this report, that you're selfish if you're not a plant-based eater because you are killing the planet. But I want to, and maybe you guys can help by commenting below, how can I reach you on this issue? I don't want to yell at you or scream at you, but your health and the planet's health relies upon you being a plant-based eater. All of my vitamins and minerals are fine. Vitamin D, vitamin B12, all of it. Iron, protein. I'm getting enough of everything and I'm a plant-based eater. So your health will improve and your numbers won't have to be bad. In fact, my cholesterol, 136 without a statin. I'm only on two drugs and I'm 60 years old. One for rosacea of my nose. It's just doxycycline twice a day to keep it from getting all red. And that one I could do without if I just wanted to use a cream. And then the blood pressure pill only to keep it low because of my aorta. That's it. The average for a 60-year-old male in America is five prescription medications. Being a plant-based eater will help you and the planet, but shouting at you hasn't worked. So how, as we, we all think about our health while we're sitting at the kitchen table, every time you eat at your dining table, you are doing something either for or against your health. You know, the other day they, they brought a, a delivery to the door that wasn't mine uh, from 7-Eleven. Of all places, who orders food from 7-Eleven? But this person did. It was a Hawaiian punch, fruit punch in a bottle. <laughs> that right there. And then it was a bag of chips and some sort of sandwich hot item that they sell at 7-Eleven. And I looked in that bag and I said, there's nothing in that bag that a human should eat let alone have delivered to your door. But whoever was ordering that thought that a high sugary drink and a greasy, fat-filled sandwich with some deep-fried starch was something that they should, with cheddar cheese chips, was something that they should have to eat. You know, that's not thinking about your health. That's not wanting health. So my question to you is, how can I reach you? How can I get you to be healthier? Because I want you to be healthier. And I want you to help me save the planet by being plant-based. You know, I met this gorgeous guy with a pug in the park. God, he's beautiful. He's probably in his 20s. If he was gay, I, I mean, he's too young to ask out. But oh my God, he's just so handsome. Um, and he, he's a very nice man. And, he, and he, you know, he's into hugging trees and his chakra and his third eye and all that. But he said he still has to eat meat. So he eats bison and venison and elk. Fine, it's not factory farm, but it's still not good for the planet or for you. And so my question to you becomes, and I'd love to hear from you below, what can I do to inspire you to make a positive change in your life by at least being plant-based, plant let's say, four days a week? Like, or Monday through Friday. How can I get you to be plant-based Monday through Friday and only eat meat or dairy on the weekend? 
How can I do this? What can I say to you? I've told you all about how the planet's gonna die if you don't, no one seems to care. I, I've told you how your health will improve because even if they do find something with me, a lot that they're finding with me is good. How, how can I do it? Let me know below in the comments or email comments at Really Carell. What would it take to actually get you to try it for a 60-day period, just 60 days? How can I get you to switch to a basic plant-based diet five days a week for 60 days? Because we all think about our health. We spend a fortune on wanting to be healthy. We take medications to keep us alive. And then we eat terribly. So what can I do? How, how can I help you be better when it comes to your diet? Because I don't want to shout at you. I don't want to make you angry and alienate you by calling you names and calling you selfish and saying you're killing the planet and all that. I want to inspire you to make those changes. So on this Monday, how? I, uh, be honest with me. How do you think I can inspire you and others to actually just be healthier because it's so much, I exercise a lot, two hours a day. How can I get you to move more, to do yoga, to lift weights, to go for walks that are at least an hour long? How can I inspire you? What can I do to make you do this? I would love to hear from you down below. I would love for you to email me, comments at lilycarell.com. It is a passion of mine to help you be healthier. So I'd like to ask you, how can I help you be healthier? If you're not visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes at reallycorel.com. That's really K-A-R-E-L.com. It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corelcast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Corelcast, driving you home or driving you crazy. Okay, welcome to Kitchen Table Talk here on the Corel Cast for Monday. I'm so glad you're here with me. Tomorrow's Halloween. If you're celebrating, please be safe. A week from tomorrow is my birthday. If you're celebrating, send gifts. Um, you know, today at the Kitchen Table Talk, the other thing we always talk about at the table is money. And, you know, I went to the grocery store the other day and I bought romaine lettuce, strawberries, an avocado, an onion. Uh, was that it? It was one bag worth of stuff. and I Oh, and spinach. A pound of spinach, which was $7 for a pound of spinach. Okay. A pound of spinach, strawberries, which were $6 for a, a pound of strawberries. Uh, and then the romaine lettuce, which was $3 for romaine lettuce. An avocado and an onion. It was $23. Steve went to the grocery store. I said, well, there's a hundred bucks. He said, no, I'm not going to get that much. $110 for two bags of groceries. So... In this segment, I'd like to, again, ask for your input. How are you making do at the grocery store? You know, every day I have the agony of, do I go out for lunch or do I stay in and eat? 
because I'm in this house and it's a beautiful house. Paintings, and artwork, and fabulous lighting that I can change, computers, and, and just stone walls. I, I live in a fabulous condo. But I don't want to be in here 24-7 with just me and Ember. So I used to go to lunch a lot, two, three days a week. It's why I started vegan in Vegas. I was, you know, I frequented these restaurants. But every day now, I think to myself, well, it's going to be 30 bucks all told for lunch. An entree is going to be 12 to $14 and then tax tip. And if you get a beverage, you know, so anywhere from 20 to $30 for lunch. And I just, I don't have that. Not with what I'm also spending at the grocery store. And yes, I do the hungry route, but that's 140 bucks a week. So I skip every other week because I only allow myself 600 bucks a month for groceries and for food, 20 bucks a day. It's getting so you can't eat on 20 bucks a day. So my first question is, approximately how much do you spend a day on food? And be honest, how much per day, including eating out, do you spend on food? It's like today. I wanted, it's a very cold, windy day here in Vegas for a change. It's 45 out and windy. And I wanted soup. Now I have lentil soup and corn chowder because I make a lot of soup. But I wanted pho or something like pho. So I have yakisobi noodles and I have tofu and some veggies and I have sesame oil and I have oyster sauce and I have, I have everything I need to make pho. So I made some, I made it myself. I started the broth, which I had veggie stock. Uh, and I put in a, table, a teaspoon of miso, a tablespoon of miso, which I had miso for unami, for the flavor, and then some soy sauce, some sesame oil, uh, and let that cook. And then I put the yakisobi noodles there at the end. In a frying pan, I fried up some tofu, six vegan dumplings that I had, mushrooms, uh, and some cabbage. Uh, and it was a delicious bowl of pho. And it was a huge bowl, and I'm totally full uh, after it yesterday. I just totally, you know, loved it. Uh, and I would have spent a bowl of pho at Jinya Ramen is $14.95. At Chef Kenny's, it's $15. So I would have spent 20, 25 bucks on that bowl of pho that I made with all the stuff that I have here. So how are you making do with 20 bucks a day? Or do you spend 10 bucks a day? Or do you spend more? Are you, how many times a week are you eating out? This is why I wish I had a call-in show. I'll need your comments below or you'll need to email me at comments at reallycorel.com. Have you cut back on eating out? Or are you eating out more because it's almost the same price as eating in? You know, for breakfast this morning, I had a breakfast burrito with vegan chorizo, just egg, uh, spinach, mushrooms, avocado, salsa, daya cheese, and I had it with a big bowl of fruit, one banana, an eighth of a cantaloupe, uh, strawberries, and a slice of pineapple. I know I eat beautifully, don't I? Uh, but if I were to get that at a restaurant, that breakfast burrito and that bowl of fruit with my fabulous tea serving, 30 bucks easily. easily. Grocery store price, about $10. So here at the dining table where you do your food budget, you know, are you eating less? Some people have cut out a meal a day. They're eating breakfast and then a lunch, a big lunch, and then they're not eating dinner. Or they're just having leftovers from lunch. Now, I have a rule. If I eat out for lunch, I now have to save half for dinner because I can't afford, you know, both. No one is addressing food prices, by the way. A Card uh, Cardenas is opening by my house. I'm very excited. Their fruits and vegetables are much cheaper than Sprouts or Ralph's or Albertsons and all of that. 
And you should have been in the Vons at DI and Durango the other day. They're going out of business there. And right now, groceries are 25% off and people were swarming. I saw people with enough meat to fill a freezer. And they're swarming because they can't afford this stuff unless it's marked down 25%. I'm waiting until they mark olive oil down 50% and then I'm going to go buy two. I bought fiber yesterday, two, two things, because it was half off. So 20 bucks got me two containers of fiber. Fiber's gone up to $23. Maple syrup for one container, $24. They're making these prices up. They're making record profits. No one's stopping them. Biden is not putting a cap. You know, there should be a cap on grocery prices. Period. You shouldn't be able to get more than 11% profit on groceries. Period. But why groceries are a for-profit industry? Can someone explain that to me? Why is healthcare and groceries a for-profit industry? Why is energy a for-profit industry? These are industries that should be non-profit. You shouldn't be able to become billionaires by selling food to people. You shouldn't, and I know I sound like a socialist, but it's true. The healthcare industry, you should not become a multi-billion dollar corporation with billions in profits providing healthcare. That just shouldn't happen. But especially with food, I have no problem with these companies making a profit, but they're making way too much. It should be capped at 10%. What, whatever their cost is to bring that food to market, they should be able to mark it up 10%. And then the grocery store should be able to mark it up 10%. And that's 20% above cost. Period. Period. Instead, they're marking products up three, four, five, seven hundred percent. There are there, before the sale at the grocery store, pumpkins were nine dollars. I wouldn't, I'm not, I don't have any. I bought one for 50 cents yesterday. Where is it? I got this pumpkin at Vaughn's because of the closeout for 50 cents. It was normally $2. It's a pumpkin pie pumpkin. And I might cook it afterwards. This little pumpkin right here, not on sale at Sprouts, $1.99. <laughs> uh, for that. So why can't we cap grocery prices? We act like we don't have the power. All it would take is legislation that says you can't mark up groceries more than 10%, period. End of story. Oh, we can't, we can't do, you know, we can't say that to business. When your business is feeding people, you shouldn't be in it for the money. You know, yeah, you should have a nice living, but Nestle made 400% more this year than last. Every of major se of the seven food companies have shown profit increases of four to 800%. That's just when we're struggling at our kitchen tables, at our dining tables, trying to eke out a food budget. So how are you doing it? Are you buying less? Are you shopping at cheaper stores? Are you not going out as much? Is it not affecting you? How is the price of food affecting how you eat? I'd like to know. Put your comments down below uh, or email comments at reallycorel.com. I hope you've enjoyed this kitchen table talk on this Monday and I hope you'll come back on Wednesday. I'm sure we'll be back in the studio probably. Uh, but until then, I want you to stay safe. I want you to stay sane. I want you to think about the things you've heard today. Uh, and I want you to interact with me on social media. Really Carell is Instagram and uh, threads. I'm using threads now, Really Carell, uh, YouTube and YouTube Shorts. All of you, everything, please interact with me and interact down below on this video, whether you're on Patreon. I love you, patrons. 
Uh, next Sunday, we're gonna do a call right before my birthday. Uh, so whether you're on Patreon or whether you're watching this on YouTube, and if you're just listening to the audio, please just send me an email, comments at reallycorel.com. I wanna know a couple things from the show. A, how are you making your food budget stretch? How are you not going broke at the grocery store? Uh, and what can I do to help you be healthier? How can I inspire you to be more plant-based? Even if you don't go completely plant-based, how can I inspire you to incorporate more plant-based eating into your life? I am Corel. Be who you want to be, so long as it doesn't hurt anybody. We'll see you on Wednesday. Bye, Cherie. Hey, it's Corel. Amber and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing, and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash reallycorel. That's youtube.com forward slash reallycorel for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons at Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. That's patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, reallycorel. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free Corelcast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free Corelcast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.